Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Do you ever feel confused or have questions about what to eat in the hours before setting out on a training run? What should you do for an early morning run? And how does that change if you're an evening runner? Today, we're going to share some tips on how you can sync your training and everyday food plan to support energy, performance and recovery. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs. I'm Aileen Smith and I co-host our show with my very good friend and business partner, Karen Campbell. We're both professional nutritionists and our spare time, we're runners. Our show is dedicated to you, a female midlife runner. The menopause transition is a challenging time for many women and no one wants this phase of life to affect their well-being or indeed their running. As midlife women, Karen and I know what you might be experiencing and we also know how transformational good nutrition is at this stage of life. Our approach is to swap magic bullet advice for evidence-based nutritional science. We focus on real food and strategic food choices so you can enjoy your running and be your best. We hope that our episode topics are helpful to you. However, if you'd like professional help from us, please book a complimentary work with us call at runnershealthhub.com. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. I'm Karen and I'm here with Aileen as always and our topic for today is all about mapping out food alongside run training but before we start our discussion I would just like to welcome back our regular listeners and if you are listening for the first time a really warm welcome to you and we really hope that you enjoy this episode and all the others um, that have come before and the ones to follow. Now Aileen and I really enjoy podcasting as you all know and we also love it when we hear from you. So please do drop us a line at hello at runnershealthhub.com to introduce yourself, share a little bit about your running and your nutrition goals, because this really helps us to plan future topics for the podcast. Now, we do also have some free downloadable ebooks, and you can find those at our website, which is runnershealthhub.com. And if you look at the top menu bar, for free nutrition guides, scroll down and you'll find them all there. Now, the most popular one um, to date is top running snacks and nutrient timing. And that's really to help fuel your running. And that goes alongside much of the advice that we share in our episodes here. So we really do hope that that you find um, all of our guides useful and um, especially that top running snacks and nutrient timing. So from there, let's get started. So, hi, Aileen. I was just wondering if you could maybe start by saying a little bit about why we've chosen to talk about this subject today. Hi, Karen. Hi, everyone. Um, well, we, on every episode, we talk about how important planning nutrition is for health and also for running performance. And I thought it would be helpful if we sh- if we 
took the opportunity to share our tips and planning techniques, which helps ensure that we eat the correct foods at the correct times in the correct amounts to fuel our training. And this obviously becomes increasingly important for a runner um, as, as you increase your training load. Um, now, I, I don't know about you, Karen, but I find that very few people have the same daily routine. So it's really helpful to be able to be flexible with your food choices as well as as well as your training schedule. And I often find um, that clients eat at the same time of day, even if their routine is different. So their work routine might be different, but they have breakfast and lunch and dinner usually at the same time of day. And that's really um separate to how they do their run training so they don't often um, sync the two things together and that can result in hunger and cravings uh, sometimes low energy and poor recovery so um, we, we're aiming today just to help you uh, put the two things together and be able to have some quick hacks on what to do at different times of the day. Yeah, I would really agree with that, Aileen. I think that what you've said is a fairly typical scenario for many runners. So I do think it's a great idea for us to to cover some of of our planning tips, what we do um, today, and also what we've um, learned from our our clients as well. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to chat about what to consider when syncing your training and your food plan to support you and then look at planning your food around morning run training and then planning your food around evening run training, depending on um, what is your preference. So, Aileen, thinking about that, what would you say the starting point is when thinking about how to synchronise your training and your food plan? Well, I suggest starting with your training plan. Um, So specifically thinking about... Uh, what your training is going to be before you start thinking about food choices. So um, then, you know, once you've done that, you can then start planning nutrition to support your run training plan. So the first thing to consider is um, the distance, the type of training, the timing of training, and then start planning out your training on paper. I, I find just jotting it down on paper is really helpful. And then you can factor food into your plan. Now, you might already have a training routine. And by that, I mean that you do specific run training on specific days at specific times of the day. Um, you know, I think a lot of people follow that kind of routine. Um, uh, uh, but you may have to adapt uh, your food plan if you're increasing mileage or training for an event because we don't all just do the same things week in and week out. Now, some people have a more random or relaxed approach to the training. And um, if that's the case, what I'd suggest is just um pressing the pause button for a week and think about what you're going to do maybe next week and pre-plan your training uh, because it's going to really help you then practice how to fit your food in with your training and if you're that kind of person put it in your diary and um, and then just for a week follow a plan and then you might be able to use that plan in your head when you're being a bit more as I say flexible in the way in your approach later on. Mm. Yeah, like you say, Aileen, it's really good to to put 
put it down on paper because if it's on paper, it's more likely to happen, I think. And also we, we use a training and menu planner template with our clients and that's really to help them get into the habit of planning and then making the connections of how best to fuel themselves for particular training runs, depending on all the things you said, like distance type of training, etc. aliens. So, uh, yeah, and I think that, um, you know, that template that we use is a weekly template and it gives you a, I always think it gives you a little bit of a helicopter view of what's going on for the week. Um, so you can note down uh, the day that you're going to do the training, the time of day, the type of training that we talked about a few minutes ago and the distance and duration that you're planning. And then it's very easy to see at a glance how this may fit in with your usual schedule for for meals and snacks and, and also other activities you're doing, like going to work or traveling or socializing. And then you can make the appropriate amendments. Yeah. And I think the other thing to consider here is that on your training days, it's really key to ask yourself what your requirements are for pre, during and post fueling and what athlete plate you should be following on any particular day, depending on whether it's easy or moderate or hard training. So um, the athlete's plate is a really useful tool. And it's also important to consider what you've been eating and drinking before your run. And that might actually include the day before your training run as well, especially if you're doing the the really long distances. Now, we've got many episodes discussing all of these areas, but the ones that I would suggest you listen to if you'd like a bit more information are episode 28, which is titled Nutrition Periodization for Runners, and then episodes 34, 35 and 36 um, are titled Food for, and that's pre, during, post-training respectively. So um, each number corresponds to each time of eating for training. So I would really encourage you to, if you want to know more, to maybe go back and, and listen to those episodes. Yeah, and as you said, Karen, it's sort of the theme uh, probably in all of our episodes. So you're probably going to pick up some tips in every episode, mm-hmm. but those are the ones that sort of take a bit of a deep dive. Um, so what, what I find is that people tend to fall into the morning runner or the evening runner category, uh, usually due to their daily lives and commitments. Uh, but sometimes we have a different routine at weekends or days off. So I think it's a good uh, idea to have a plan for both times of the days. And obviously there are some people that run in the middle of the day but I, I guess when we get to talking about the people that run in the evening the types of suggestions we make for evening runners would fit in with daytime runners because um, as we know you can run at any time of the day yeah yeah definitely and it is whatever works for your lifestyle and your your, your work life and children uh, family life as well now alien I prefer morning running because it really fits in with with my work commitments and um, and I just find it always feels good to have achieved my training plan before I start my work day at weekends as well actually I feel that I'm then free to socialize after I've done my long run whether it be a Saturday or a Sunday that alternates sometimes generally it's a Sunday but sometimes it's a Saturday now Eileen I think that you're similar to me would that be right 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely prefer an early morning run. I, I feel I'm a bit more focused and there's less likelihood of me being diverted <laughs> sort of later in the day. So if I do it early, it's a tick in the box and uh, and I feel that that's, that's good for me. Um, occasionally I'll, I'll run later in the day, but um, if that's the case, I, I have to think more about what I've eaten and how it's going to affect my digestion. Sometimes I feel a bit heavier later in the day and a little bit more sluggish. So that's one of the reasons I prefer uh, a morning run. Um, so, Karen, uh, being a, a regular morning runner, would you share some of the pros and cons of being a morning runner? Yeah, sure. I think some of the positives are that you can introduce that fasted state run, running. So we've, again, we've spoken about this um, a lot in other, in other episodes. So if you are planning an easy run that's of less than 90 minutes in length, then um, you could run in a fasted state. So that means no food, only water. You're basically getting up and getting out and, and, and doing your run. And that fasted state running is really supportive of utilising fat as fuel, so that fat metabolism, and um, and that can help with distance running in the long term. Also, I just find um, that it is an energy boost before work, like I was saying, because it really gets those en endorphins active. Now, just thinking about the, the potential cons of early morning running, well, you have to get up early. Um, so it, it does mean that you have to make sure that you're getting enough sleep or are getting to bed quite early so that you're still getting those seven to nine hours in bed and not feeling tired and, and, and going out to do your run in a fatigued state. Also, time restrictions, uh, you really need to factor in time for your run and recovery before going on with the rest of your day. And also, I think that um, potentially you need to have that enhanced warm up um, after a night in bed. So do remember to warm up before starting your run because everything is kind of stiff from that overnight sleep. Now, I tend to try and be prepared the night before. So I'll lay out my running gear and any snacks or waters that I might need for during the run the following day. And um, and also if I need to eat a pre-run breakfast, I'll get all that prepared the, the, the night before so that uh, it saves time in the morning, basically. Great, really great tips there, Karen. And um, I like the one about the warm up because it's very tempting just to step out the door and forget to do that that early morning warm up. Um, so our advice is if you are planning a long early morning run, uh, so as Karen says, a run that would be longer than 90 minutes, um, the things that you've got to consider are eating a carbohydrate-rich meal the night before and ideally prepare some breakfast the night before because that's going to make things quick for you, save you a little bit of time. Uh, maybe eat it before you get dressed so you're factoring in a bit of time to digest your food and also choose easy to digest foods. And you might even consider a liquid breakfast like a smoothie. Um, so all those things will, will help you on that early morning run. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking, Aileen, that it might be quite good to to sort of talk through an example of a morning runner. So um, I'm thinking here, maybe a runner who's doing a long run, about 
two and a half hours plus and covering roughly about 13 to 14 miles. And the idea is that they're, they're going to set off from home at 6.30 in the morning. So what could they do to ensure that they're fueling appropriately? Well, they could think about that night before, like we mentioned. So um, so eating a carbohydrate-rich meal the night before. And we would really suggest here that you're having the complex carbohydrates, so maybe brown rice or whole wheat noodles or a sweet potato, and then having around a third of a plate and um, portion of that alongside um, a, a good portion of protein and, as always, a variety of the non-root vegetables to accompany that. Then maybe after dinner, it would then be a good idea to prep your pre-run breakfast and the snacks for during your run and then lay out your running kit. And then you're all organized. You can go to bed, have your seven hours and um, and you're all prepared. And um, so, Ailey, what would you um, have um, regarding suggestions or other tips for this particular scenario? Yeah, you make it sound so easy, Karen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the other things that I think we mentioned earlier is that digestion is something you've got to think about. So for most people, you'll need at least an hour to digest your food before setting out on a run. So, you know, for this example, if you were starting to run at 6.30 a.m., you'd need to eat at 5.30 a.m., which, you know, that might make people feel uh, that's a bit too early to be getting up. Um Obviously, when you practice to eating before running, you may be able to have a shorter eating window. I know I certainly I can have my overnight oats maybe 30 minutes before and that feels fine. Um, but you've, you've got to know what is good and right for you. Um, so my other suggestion is to have a glass of water as soon as you wake up because um, that's going to help sort of rehydrate you from overnight um, then eat your pre-run breakfast and then get dressed and then obviously do the warm-up that Karen was suggesting. Um, so when it comes to having your pre-run breakfast choose a high carbohydrate breakfast so um, overnight oats are a great choice to make in advance or a, a pre-made smoothie you know that you could have made up or even sometimes what I do is I'll put the ingredients in the blender and put the blender jug in the bowl in the, in the fridge overnight and then I can just whiz it first thing in the morning um, or maybe something simple like a banana on a, a slice of toast so any of those would be really great pre-run breakfast um, and you know as Karen says don't forget to pick up the water and the, the snacks that you'll need for during your run before you leave home and just remember to factor in a quick release carbohydrate snack within 30 minutes of finishing your run. So, you know, a good routine is to have that snack, you know, on the kitchen worktop. So it's there for you and you don't forget to do it as soon as you as you walk in the door um, and then follow that up by eating a, a meal or snack within two hours. Um, and remember that. Um, the advice always is to include carbohydrate and protein in that meal or snack. Um, and usually it's with a ratio of four parts carbohydrate to one part protein. And when you've done all of that, as you said, Karen, you can get on with your day. And, and we didn't talk in a little bit of cool down stretching. So you might want to fit that in too. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think with that cool down stretching, uh, what I do is do it before I enter the front door. So I do it outside in the front garden because once I'm, I get through the door, it's almost like my brain shifts into family and work mode and, um, and, and, and then it, it's forgotten about. So I tend to do it before I move through the door, get through the door. But anyway, I think this has shown that there are potentially lots of benefits from being an early morning runner, but it's just really important to be organized and also intentional about your food choices that, so that you can really get the benefits from that early morning run. So, um, Aileen, I'm just thinking before we move on, maybe we could just pause for a short advert break here. So I'm going to hand back to you. Yeah, sure. Well, one of the number one questions that we get uh, from just about everybody that we meet who's who's not looked after their nutrition for running is I don't know what to eat to help with my running and that's one of the reasons that we designed our easy nutrition for healthy runners program and we can't emphasize enough the easy part of easy nutrition so the the program is easy to listen to we have easy action steps which build up into a food plan and habit we have easy recipes food lists and planners so that you don't have to think too hard and you can get on with the action steps Um, it is a video program and you can um, follow it through at your pace but it's also a bit more than just a video program you get a bonus one-to-one food diary review call with us as part of the program and also an invitation to join our program support group and coaching circle so um, every week you can pop into the coaching circle and we're there to answer any of your questions and help you put everything into place. Now, we, we really love helping our clients make the most of the Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program. And we focus on today's topic that we, we've been uh, talking about in a little bit more detail in module seven and eight in the program. So if you've been listening today and think you, you're thinking you'd like to know a bit more about how to apply everyday nutrition alongside sports, specific nutrition this program is a really great place to give you the information and also have you um, apply some easy action steps too so um, as always you can find all the details at our website which is runnershealthhub.com if you look at the top menu bar and work with us uh, you'll find everything you need to know about the program if you've got any questions email us at hello at runnershealthhub.com or if you if you would still like to have a little bit more information, feel free to book a complimentary uh, free call with us and uh, we can talk you through the programme and, and establish whether it's the right thing for you to do. Um, now, as one of our valued listeners, we'd like to say thank you to you and we've got a special offer for you. So if you're interested in the programme and you'd like to buy it, please use coupon code POD, so that's P-O-D, and that gets you 33% discount off the full price which brings it down to 199 pounds um and as i say the information is there for you to use um as quickly or as slowly as you prefer um so you'll find the details of the the code in our show notes too um we'd love to have you in the program Great. Thanks very much, Eileen. So let's now move on and think about the potential pros and cons of being an evening runner. So thinking about the positives first, what I would say here is really it gives you the opportunity to be optimally fueled. So 
if you've been eating appropriately during the day, you will already be fueled up, which will really help with energy reserves. And also your daily activities will have helped you to, to warm up. So potentially there'll be um, less, less um, uh, risk of any injury occurring. Also, I think evening runner, running can be a de-stressor. So if you've had a really busy day, just having an evening run, um, an easy evening run even can be a de-stressor to the mind. Thinking about the cons, and there are always pros and cons to everything, aren't there, generally? Now, it's not the same for everybody, but things to maybe consider are the potential for low energy, really as a result of whatever activities you've undertaken during the day. You know, you might be feeling tired um, and it could be as a result of what you've been eating or drinking or it could be work or family. There are lots of different reasons why you may be feeling tired, might be poor sleep as well. And then starting your training um, and feeling tired really isn't a good idea because that can put you to increased risk of injury. And also sleep disruption. You know, some people find the exercise in the evening is stimulating, so it can actually disrupt the sleeping patterns. So early evening runs would maybe be more supportive than, say, a, a late evening run. But again, like I say, that's very individual. And also, running might suppress your appetite. So it could be that you inadvertently undereat, which can then lead to poor recovery, low energy, and potentially poor sleep as well, and, and leading to that fatigue. Um, so th those are a few pros and cons there. Aileen, are there any others that you would, um, that you would add to that, to, uh, thinking of the evening runner? Yeah, well, I think also food related. You might just have a little less time after your run to pre prepare an evening meal. So, um, and also, you know, potentially, you know, being consistent is, is uh, I'm thinking of myself here really, Karen, but I'm sure it applies to other people. So I think later in the day, there's more chance that life gets in the way and you might not be able to stick to your intention to do your, tra your training. So potentially there's less consistency. But I guess, you know, if, if you're a, a, an evening runner regularly and that's your routine, then that's fine and it'll be good for you. So uh, as you said, we've all got different preferences. Mm. Um, so following on from earlier, let's talk through an example of food planning for an evening runner. So I think we could use a similar distance as we, we did for that morning runner, but uh, reschedule it to the evening. So say an, an evening runner who's doing a long run of two and a half hours covering that 13 to 14 miles um, and they plan to settle from home at 6.30 after a day at the office and maybe they've been in the car commuting for an hour before that. So they'd be finishing work about five, they'd arrive home about six, so they'd potentially have a 30-minute turnaround time before heading out on their run. And then that would mean that they'd be completing the run about nine o'clock, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so because I'm not an evening runner, that's already making me feel stressed. I'm like, thinking, oh my goodness, not getting home till nine o'clock. That doesn't feel good to me. Um, yeah. So Karen, what would you say? What would your suggestions be? Yeah, it does feel really late, doesn't it? But my suggestion really would be to, to break down 
your day sort of by working backwards from the time that you're going to start running. So assuming that this runner won't be able to eat whilst driving, clearly, the first thing that they should really do as soon as they get walk through the, the door at home is have a quick release carbohydrate snack. So that's something really easy like a banana or a fruit smoothie or maybe just some dried fruit like medjool dates. Then after they've done that, maybe go and get changed, collect their snacks and water for fueling during their training. Because again, it's a long run, so they'll need fuel during the run and then go. So that would be my suggestion on how to break it down. Aileen, do you have any suggestions on what they should maybe eat and drink earlier in the day? Again, to make sure that they're appropriately fueled for such a long run, because that is a long, a long time in the evening yeah well my suggestion would be having a substantial lunch and if possible make that your main meal of the day so you know thinking back to what I was saying earlier about people eating the same things every day you know if you're in the habit of having a light lunch on that long run day try to make it more substantial and time it around between 1 and 2 p.m so that's going to give them four to five hours of fuel before they they go out on the run and that should keep them adequately fueled um you know for the rest of the day before their run but they might also consider adding in a late afternoon snack so something around about four o'clock which would include a combination of protein and carbohydrates so ideas might be a homemade flapjack or maybe some oat cakes with hummus or cottage cheese they would be easy things to have if you're at work and remember hydration is also important so it's important to drink water regularly during the day so that you're starting your run in a well hydrated state um so and then then doing all the things that that karen suggested you know when they get home so karen bearing in mind that this runner is going to be arriving home around nine o'clock in the evening uh what foods would you suggest they choose at that time of the evening yes well what i would say is it's really important to follow the same principles as that morning runner again so really thinking about that quick release carbohydrate snack within 30 minutes of getting home and then including a light meal or snack ideally two hours before bedtime so you know it might be that you're quite late in bed that night um and that's really to to think uh, and ensure that there's adequate time to digest the food before going to bed so that sleep isn't disrupted now i think that soup is a good choice um because it's light but it's also um filling and can be really substantial or maybe some eggs with toast or a baked sweet potato with a a topping of your choice. Now, one of the things that I do when I'm going to my evening running club training is I'll eat half of my main meal before I leave to go training and then eat the remainder when I get home. And again, it keeps that that post-run meal quite light, but I've still had a substantial meal overall. And that is um, a a really practical tip, uh, really, if you have enough time. And also it may work if you are going for a shorter evening run as well. You know, if you're doing a really long run, it might not be so practical, but certainly for 
like running club training or an easy short run in the evening that would work well so um so so some great tips i think hopefully for you all that you've been able to take on board but i do think that that kind of brings us to the end of our chat for today but alien i just wondered if you could maybe round up with an action point which um, everybody could go away with that would help them start to plan their food around their training yeah well my suggestion would be to look at your diary and pick a, a a day and a, and the time of your next long training run get a piece of paper out, as we mentioned at the start and map out a timeline for the day note down what time you'll start and finish your run and then note down your usual meal times and then the next thing you need to do is choose meals which will support the level of training that you you're undertaking and um you know, also, if required, add in those pre and post run snacks. Um, and, and I think that just doing that will really help you develop a habit around planning food around your training requirements. So it's not a difficult task to do, but it's all about training the brain as much as uh, you, your digestion, isn't it? I think that's really important when it comes to planning uh, nutrition for running. Exactly. And I think if you plan, write it down and plan now over time it will then become habit so there won't be the same need to write it down but you'll know exactly what to do so thanks Aileen I think it's been a, a really great discussion with lots of practical tips and we really hope it helps everybody to plan their food choices to support their training as well as energy and recovery and remember everyone don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Thanks for joining us today on She Runs Eats Performs. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join us again soon. Before you go, please listen to the end to hear more about Amazing Jane Activewear and why their leggings were voted best for runners by Women's Fitness. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great week. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. Mm -hmm.